G'day listeners and welcome back to another week of the Keeper League's AFLW show, uh, this time heading into round seven. Um, before we begin, I am joined by Kays, but I'd like to just have a moment's silence for my AFLW fantasy season, my team. It's over, Kays. It's over. When are we starting the silence? Uh, it's not. It's it's a metaphorical oh, okay. silence. Right. Got you. Got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's over. Um, for those who didn't see my Twitter on the weekend, um, I was happy with Laura Gardner's one fifteen because I haven't had a captain score over a hundred this season. Mm-hmm. Was just going to take it, get the monkey off the back, and put the C on Mia Bush, who was a red dot at the time. Sunday around lunchtime, I was driving to the Brossa um, to see my family. Get there, and I noticed Mia Bush is actually playing, and she's my captain. So yeah, that's my season over case. So victory for me, yeah. maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm still kind of I'm still my- pretty average. So like- I think you're about 100 or so points ahead of me, but uh, I can claw it back pretty easily. You but, could. Uh, it's only four rounds to go. This but might be a little you- challenge for you. Maybe you just- can be the ultimate fantasy guru if you beat me from here. Well, speaking of fantasy gurus, we'll talk about a friend of the show who's doing pretty well uh, a little later on. But mm-hmm. uh, let's recap our rounds. How's your team go? Uh, what's up? I went 14-11 this week. So, I am floating around that 15-33 overall. So, pretty standard week for me. Uh, look, star performer, obviously, Ed Marinoff with her 153. Um, Jazzy Garner, who was my captain, had a 117, who you probably could have taken, Hef. Yeah, that was the other option. That's who yeah, I had to so, say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I suppose my worst performer, let down by a few. Uh, Tiny Evans in defence had 49. Neve Kelly, I think her runs come to the end. She only had a 54. Um, and yeah, we'll touch on it a bit later, but Elise Parker with 72 is in the gun. What about you, Hef? Uh, yeah, my best performer, Marinoff, obviously. Everyone's got her, though, so it doesn't really count. The ones that are probably a little bit more unique or at least unique between our teams, um, Charlie Robottom, I brought in over Elise Parker. That was the mm-hmm. coin flip last week. Nice. Uh, paid dividends uh, almost, yeah, for 50, over 50 points. Almost double her score. There. And um, Christy Stratton, I've been banging She's on your about girl. her. I've been banging on about this other season. But, yeah, a 91 from a forward that was really bargain basement priced, mm-hmm. um, getting right up there now in the uh, pricing as well. Uh, she's been good for me. And I'm just going to give my worst performer to Mia Bush for not playing dead for the whole weekend and coming on late and uh, ruining my season. So, it's yeah. not her fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> she should have just Bad stayed coaching. out. coaching. You want to play with the fantasy gods sometimes? She should have stayed out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's my own fault. I'm just my own fault. But it's like... I don't know. I find with like with the men's like because you got two bench options, you're more yeah. than guaranteed to have oh, a red dot. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with this one, it's like it was risky, but and then I should have checked. But anyway, doesn't matter. But I ended up scoring what 16, 13, 62, Sorry, but when I added up, if I would have done it right, it would have been um, it would have been 50, fourteen fifty five. So I would have clawed mm-hmm. back forty odd points on you yep. as well. But anyway, the ranks at uh, twenty three fifty nine now dropped a shitload. Yes, after about nine hundred places after that. Might that, get a so. t shirt printed or a hat made if I beat you. Oh well, yeah. Look, let's lap it up. If this is your um, if this is your like, kind of success, this is my yeah, this yeah. is my Everest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. What trades did you do last week to uh, get your team in? Uh, so I actually, for once, I stuck fat with the ones I said on the show. So yep. um, traded out Amy Smith, Grace Egan, and Lily Postlesweight. Uh, brought in Ella Heads, Elise Parker, and Matia Breed. So. Um, realistically, 
like, because possible weight or breed weren't on my field, I was one point better thanks to my trade. So, but if you include the the breed and possible weight, I actually was 18 points worse off. So, a bad week for my trades. Um, yeah, Ella Heads didn't have that that game, which I thought she would. And yeah, obviously, Elise Parker was not not good. So, um, yeah, just a bit of a disappointing week with my, my trades. What about you, mate? Well, character Lampard was a three-point loss, but I wasn't really expecting too much. Well, I was actually probably expecting a little bit better than that but um yeah Lampard Sarah Lampard's just gone backwards this season mm-hmm. um brought uh, took Smith out Tiana Smith to Rowbottom which was a huge win massive win. 65 points there so upgrading that kind of last on-field rookie uh, in the midfield mm-hmm. that is um I went Phillips to Cambridge McCormick but that just really involved putting Pothless weight on field and that was a 23 point loss there because Phillips actually put in a good score against Sydney, which was kind of uh, unexpected. Mm. But apart from that, um, I think long-term playing Pothersweight on field is going to be better than playing Aaron Phillips. So shouldn't be too bad, but she's probably in the in the upgrade kind of targets over the next few weeks anyway. But mm-hmm. 39 points overall, uh, better off this week through my trades. But uh, anyway, it is, it is what it is. My season's over. Um, so it doesn't really no, matter. maybe you, <laughs> mate. Come on. Don't don't throw the baby uh, out with the bar right, order. Right, but even We're so, on. Even so, I guess I'm lucky to be where I, even as close as I am to you at the moment. But... Um, yeah, anyway, the weekend was good anyway. I went to the uh, Port AFLW game, uh, caught up with Doss mm-hmm. down there. Also saw uh, Jim and Finn from the uh, Marmalade video slash anything is contest slash the other guys, TikTok, all those kind of accounts. Um, probably should mention my mate TLD, who I went with as well. He's not a fantasy person, but What's I What's TLD like stand for? Tom Lindley Donaldson, it's his name. <laughs> but anyway. Definitely needs a nickname <laughs> with the abbreviation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just didn't want to leave him out either. Um, but basically the thing I noticed there was just Laura Gardner is just mm-hmm. an absolute gun to watch. Like watching her was just a class above like than everyone else. I know she only scored 115 on the weekend, but one of those players that's just everywhere. Like it was just so good to actually watch her in the flesh. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's only the second um, AFLW game I've been to this season, but mm-hmm. bloody good fun to actually get down there. It just feels like local footy as well, which makes it just pretty awesome. Atmosphere looks really good on TV. I couldn't yeah. get there, but uh, I'll definitely try and get to we one actually got before the end of the year. We actually got a table and chairs like in front of the uh, grandstand. So we nice. like, we had to stand up when the quarter was on because yeah. like people stood up in front of us, but yeah. the quarter was on, we could just sit down and have beers and talk around, sit around a round table and talk shit. It was fucking Magic. so good. So good for a, you know, a Saturday twilight game, 4.30, yeah. sunny day. We rode our bike down there so glorious it was awesome um, but yeah that's uh, one observation was Laura Gardner she's an absolute gun I guess uh, another talking point from the weekend though was mm-hmm. Elise Parker was your big shout out for the weekend told yep. everyone to get on board Doss even got on board uh, I think he sh- threw a bit of shade at you in the group chat well it's just weird that the first time he listens to me it goes wrong so you know usually he's backing in his own you know gut feeling I all think that, he may so. have uh, yeah he may have been his own decisions he's looking for someone to blame yeah I think. that's fair but yeah. I'm happy to be the scapegoat. But yeah, what do you reckon? Elise Parker. Now, that was kind of my thinking last week was she's only put up the one good score so far mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she did have, I guess, a bit of an easy run but has kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. Is she still high on that uh, on that radar? Would you still have her ahead of like your yeah, Ash Riddles or your Charlie Robottoms like you were saying last well, week? I don't think... I think Robottoms before Garner. I think... Um, before, before Parker. Parker, sorry. Yep. I think Parker's probably more around that... That riddle kind of yeah. region. Uh, look, I'm also up, up disappointed, but like end of the day, I was look. You know, I watched the game and she was around the the mark. She had 23 touches, which was a game high uh, possession count. She just only had two tackles and two marks, which was the killer. You know, we know like the week before when she busted out that 115 odd, she had 10 tackles. So, you know, you're talking about an extra 32 points there just in in tackles that we've lost from the week before. So. 
frustrating. I think uh, I'm going to have to hold her because I need to fix a couple of air, other areas. So I'm going to back her in. I'm going to back in my call. Uh, could be the end of my team, but uh, I still think there's enough there. Like if we are backing in the kind of scale of hardness um, that we've put together, I think you know she's still in for a good season. The last four games. Well, that kind of leads into the uh, the next thing I guess we want to talk about is the scale of hardness and matchup based kind of thinking. So, like when you trade in a player, do you trade someone in versus in on matchup, or do you mm-hmm. make someone captain yeah. on matchup things like that? Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of work on the scale of hardness, mm-hmm. and I actually released that publicly mm-hmm. last week on keepleadpod.com.au. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to go away from it, to be honest. I think we just need to back in, back in your Marinoffs, back in your Garners each yeah. week. Have one of those two as your VCC options. Because mm. I went, I went um, Gardner this week, and mm-hmm. Marinoff and um, Garner were better off options. Yep. Yep. So I think we probably just need to stop looking at that sort of stuff. Your captains at the very much so because everyone's put up my Marinoff because she had what ninety something week before. Mm-hmm. You just got to ignore that and just got to go one or the other. I think. I- my thinking is yes, you are kind of right there, but at the same time, we've got nothing else to base anything on. We got, like, we got, we got averages. We got yeah, players' but, averages. But even saying that, like, and I think you pick it up more, maybe not so much in the midfield, but like you know, your defence, especially like you know, someone like Tiny Evans. What she averaged? Oh, she averaged. Defence just needs to be neglected. That's my yeah. Opinion. Well, and, that, but, and that's and that's the issue. So if we're just talking about captain options, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I definitely agree that you yeah. get it back in your guard. No, no. But, but like I mean, any trade in, pick the players averaging the most more than their run or whatever. That's what I'm thinking. I'm still thinking there's a bit of balance. I think we'll all be much better next year for this year as well. well. Yeah, speaking of someone who has played last year in the Marrera's Magic format Mm -hmm. and uh, is playing this year and absolutely dominating is Mm -hmm. our mate Doss. No, he's not. He's, I think he was ranked, he's ranked 500th or something like that. He's right up there at the moment and he reckons the roller's coming his way. So well, we know that's a, not true. He might be a sneaky chance as a, as a podcast guest in a couple of weeks as well. So he might be coming wow. on the show because he wants to, I guess, talk up his, um, yeah, his season at the his moment. His prowess. So, yeah, he's doing okay in the in the women's format. So but, what did um, he say? Is he putting it down? What's he putting it down to? Pure gut feel. Well, he reckons, no, I think he thinks, uh, well, you know, just fantasy now, you know, tr- buying low, selling high, all that sort of stuff. I don't have any of that Some now, good, so. um, Some good starting picks, I think helped him for example going yep. Ali Morford over Matilda Scholes where everyone mm-hmm. else did that sort of stuff yeah uh, a few different picks there um, but yeah and I think just him actually playing last year he knew that like defenders were not something you spend money on where mm-hmm. most of the newcomers spent a lot of money on defenders and things like that so yeah you know he had a bit of an advantage by playing the Marrera's Magic format last year but he's going very well so I just thought I'd throw that out there and he, he tipped me off about Ella Heads this was actually just a little funny story on the on the weekend mm. she was on like stuff all at three yep. quarter time and she he turns was. to me and he goes don't worry, Ella Heads is the Jake Lloyd of AFLW <laughs> in the sense that she could be on 30 at quarter time and she'll put up a 50-point quarter and, uh, yeah, finish with a respectable score. And I think she finished with, like, 58 or something in the Because I brought her in this week. Yeah. And I think she was on, like, 11 at yeah. three-quarter time or yeah. something. and something had, like, a 40-point last yeah. quarter or something, like a 30-point last quarter or something like that. So... Pretty funny comparison. And I know how much you love Jack Lloyd, so I just thought I'd throw mm, that. Probably like Ella Heads more. But, like, Angelique Stannett was another one who can put up a big, like, big quarter of scoring yeah. but yeah man like some Stannett's of the stuff the, is has been in the midfield since I brought her in which has sucked but anyway and she had a stinker on the weekend yeah mm-hmm. again two yeah. weeks in a row since mm-hmm. I brought her in <laughs> but anyway that's why you need to trade her out please yeah, yeah. 
On to the top five performers of the week. Uh, I've already mentioned her once already as your captain option, but mm-hmm. Ebony Marinoff, uh, yeah, 153 points. Absolute guru. The best thing about this is the Crows play Friday night, so yes. she is a guaranteed VC. VC. Unless you don't have a, a black dot or a red dot, whatever they are in this app, uh, yeah, then you might be in a bit of trouble. That's another thing. But you could actually on. trade one on Saturday morning. Another thing Dusty on the weekend had the VC on her and looped holder in, so mm-hmm. yeah, another big move there that I didn't even, I don't know why I went Gardner in the end. It made sense with the Port Adelaide matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marinoff doing the 90, but you just got to ignore that. But yeah, she had 27 disposals, five marks, 14 tackles. She has to be your number one captain option or at least be part of your VC or C plans from now Already on. Already got the VC on yeah, her. If you week. don't have the VC or the C on her, at least every round from now on, you're doing something wrong, I mm-hmm. reckon. Um, and another one of my favorite players, will starting to be my favorite players, is Charlie Rowbottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had 133 points, and she's just so reliable this season. And it has featured in my captain uh, ranks quite a bit. And it's probably been the most reliable one that I've actually kind of pulled out because every time I tip Marinoff or Garner, they send a score of 90 or something like mm-hmm. that. Whereas Rowbottom is the one who keeps going, you know, 100 plus for me each week. So mm-hmm. absolute gun. Um, she had 31 disposals, 12 kicks, 18 handballs. Not a great ratio, but the 13 tackles helps her get her points up there. Marinoff had the five marks, which is big for a uh, women's game so that was pretty impressive as well so next AFL men's season we'll be referring to James as Charlie's brother yeah absolutely she's yeah. way better 100% <laughs> um, next one of a, a bit of an interesting one was uh, Jamie Lambert from St Kilda she scored 124 points that's her best score of the season but she has had back to back good scores I think she had a 94 the week before but mm-hmm. it was a win in a in a very easy midfield matchup so I'm not sure if we can read into it too much she is St Kilda's number one midfield but Hannah Priest is you know classed as, as a defender so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much we can uh, yeah, buy into that, but yeah, there she is. She's had a good score. Keep an eye on her, though, because the three-round uh, average is starting to get up there. Um, Emily Bates from Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Not someone we talk about a lot on the mm-hmm. show, but a midfielder that's definitely holding her own at the moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, she's scored 120 points, and she's just been threatening to put up a, a big score like this for a few weeks now. And she's been pretty consistent this season. I think she started a bit cheaper as well from memory. So yeah, she's just been consistent... Uh, this season. Yeah, she. Um, I know I follow her a bit because uh, I have a gold uh, card of her in my yeah. um, game day squad team. And she's just super, con- as you said, super consistent. Like, yeah. hasn't really gone below 100 in game day squad, but she's had two tons and basically what's a low of 84 in, in fantasy. Um, and because, like, uh, Hawks aren't the strongest team, like, she just kind of carries that midfield and she lays tackles. What, she had 11, 14, nine tackles in her last um, three games. So, loves the plus fours, which, you know, is a massive way to get that score up in um, the women's game. 100%. Um, and Ash Riddle rounds out the top five uh, performers of the week. Had 118 points. I think she confirms herself. We were talking last week. Who are the mm-hmm. top five midfielders that you want to finish your season with? Mm-hmm. For me, and tell me if you disagree, mm-hmm. I've got... Uh, Marinoff, mm-hmm. Garner, mm-hmm. Rowbottom, mm-hmm. Hatchard, mm-hmm. and Ash Riddle. Yep. They're my top five, I think. I don't think you can go too wrong with any of them. Yeah, uh, so. I think Marinoff, Garner, and Rowbottom are the, the top three. Yeah, Hatchard and probably then, can go. you know, your Hatchards yeah. or your Riddles, I think you almost have to, you know, one yeah. will score well, one might not. So, it's just um, not too far. You know, we'll probably... It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Bowers on, on her run home. Yeah. Um, you know, Ali Anderson's another one. Is Bowers going to return? I've heard nothing about that in the news. I haven't heard either. No. But yeah, maybe the Sparkuses are the other ones who could yeah. be around the mark. But um, yeah, Riddle's put up a, a fantastic season. And it's kind of crazy that both her and Garner are, you know, putting up, where well, they're both averaging 111 plus each, which yeah, is yeah. nuts. Yeah. Absolutely amazing seasons from both of them. Um, let's move on to some of the underpriced players. So, 
a few Essendon girls featuring this this week uh, mm-hmm. had a good win over Geelong down Great in Waterball down yes. there. You guys are sitting in the eight right we now. Are. I reckon. We're, yeah. we're sniffing finals. A lot better than Port Adelaide are going at the moment. But anyway, um, yeah, Daria Bannister had 84 points. Um, she's a tough kind of hard nut forward, but that was her best score of the year. But I just think in that 84 in her price cycle means if she puts up another reasonable score this week, mm-hmm. she'll probably start to jump up. I think she's around the five high 500k anyway, mm-hmm. but might be a good sideways option if you need to kind of downgrade a forward that's not really going too well for you. Yep. I think um, once someone got injured, was it Paxi Paxman got injured again? I can't remember. Um, oh. But yeah, someone got injured. In, in a, it's a pretty popular pick. I can't remember who it was. But she comes up against Richmond, Bannister does this week, and that's yep. a kind of neutral matchup for forwards. But mm-hmm. So um, she should go okay in that score. So if she can put up another reasonable score there, she might go okay. And Amber Clark was the other one from Essendon. Yep. She was number four in the draft at the start of the first season last year, I think. So she might mm-hmm. be starting to shine mm-hmm. as well. Has one low score in a price cycle of 26, but um, she's been pretty consistent all year, like around the 40s and 50s mark. So yep. she's starting to kind of find her next level, and then that might be one to think about. Might be one of these people to put in your black book for next year too. Yeah, true that mm. if you yeah, pick four, depending on her price, what her price starts at mm-hmm. next year. Um, another few I want to talk about is uh, Fleur Davies. Um, so she's finally kind of put up a half-decent score after being in a lot of people's teams at the start of the year. Um I'm just hoping, like a lot of people probably want to trade her out pretty soon, but I think she's probably worth a hold another week because I think you'll get another price rise mm-hmm. out of her over the next week. Um, and if you do believe the scale of hardness, uh, the Giants have a good run. Um, yep. Ruck-wise for the next kind of month. So, might be one just to keep off the yeah. basis that, uh, who are they playing this week? They've got, got St. Kilda, Kilda, who are currently over the last week has been a very easy matchup for mm-hmm. Rucks. Then Carlton the week after, which have been an easy matchup for Rucks. So, she'll definitely season. maybe be hold. Yeah, it's, so worth, it's worth yeah. the hold for this week. A few people are talking about trading her because she's, they, they think she's peaked, but I think she could make a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think the idea over the last few weeks would be try, trying to upgrade Schultz to Ali Morfitt for mm-hmm. those people who've got him. And most of pe- those people have Fleur Davies on the bench. So hold it for another week, downgrade it to a 300K, and then you might be able to put the money on Schultz's head to get to Morfitt, even though she is top dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, another one watching the game live is um, Amelie Borg um, from Port Adelaide, 52 mm-hmm. points. She passed the eye test for me, and mm-hmm. just looking at her scores from the first round, she had a 13, a 22, and a 9 mm-hmm. in the first rounds. But over the last two rounds, she had 42 and 52. So yep. she's playing a halfback flank role yep. um, and started to – look a little bit better in the last two games. Um, mm-hmm. I think she might be trending the right way and mm-hmm. she's very cheap at the moment because she's had those um, those poor scores at the start. Yeah. Comes up against North Melbourne this week who are the one of the easiest matchups for defenders because they're locking the ball in their forward line so much. Yep. So there's a lot of tackles and things going on there. Definitely. And I think like if you, you know, if we are looking ahead next year, she's only 19 and I think what stood out for me uh, kind of following Port a bit this year is like she didn't have great games her first three games. She scored 13, 22 and 9 so hardly touched the footy yep. but they've assisted with her for the whole season. Yeah, and that's so positive. It's really positive for her going forward. So definitely one to keep a lookout, if not this year, uh, definitely next year if she's a good price. All right. We are going to move in to the uh, captain options for this week. And case there are some absolutely juicy matchups this week. So first one is North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So again, that's probably that's an easy matchup for midfielders for mm-hmm. North Melbourne's sake anyway mm-hmm. against Port Adelaide. So we can put the C on probably Jasmine Garner or Ash Riddle there. Yep, no worries. They're really high up in the projections. Mm-hmm. But but the Crows mm-hmm. come up against Western Bulldogs, mm-hmm. another very very easy matchup for midfielders. So we have got Ebony Marinoff and Anne Hutchard. We could mm-hmm. do with there. And then we've got Laura Gardner who comes up against Hawthorne. In the Sydney coming against Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Another very, very easy matchup right there. So, mm-hmm. who are you picking this week if you're going uh, Garner, Marinoff, 
um, sorry, Garner, Marinoff, Gardner, Riddle, Hatchard. Who would you put your captaincy on this? For video? me, VC, Marinoff, and C on Garner. That's exactly so. what I'm going to do. And if you're not doing that this weekend, I think you are crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, they have some famous last words because both will probably score 90s this week on the back of that. No. Whatever. That's my – oh, that's the uh, – Hopefully the, cr- the Crows are playing at Nord, I think, this week, yeah. Friday night. So. Projection-wise, um, Garner is projected to score the most, but only two points more than Marinoff. So, I'll be doing the exact same thing. Doing the VC on Marinoff and – and Garner um, captaincy. Then in order is Gardner, Riddle, and Hatchard. And I have every one of those players in my team at the moment. So um, options galore. Maybe I will catch you, Case. How, you probably will. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's uh, let's start to wrap this one up for the week. Uh, let's talk about your trade plans this week, Case. Yes, my trade plans this week. So I'm trading out uh, Ashling Maloney from Geelong. Also trading out Abby Dowrick from Port. She's done her job. She's had a couple good 90s for me the last couple of weeks in the midfield. And also Neve Kelly, her runs come to an end. Just uh, dropping off her scoring a little start, bit. But yeah, yeah, fantastic. She's served her purpose. So uh, this week I'm bringing in Cambridge McCormack um, from the Giants. This is a cheapy 300K. Yeah. She actually had some CBAs last week. Which she was- had the week before as well. She yeah. was the highest uptick in CBAs over the last uh, two weeks, I think. Issue is she still doesn't score. And she actually dropped price this week. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe she can put <laughs> A and OK score up. But if, you know, if someone else that's oh, a bit juicier, okay, it's, it's that time of the year where you just, well, I think you've got what, three, four rounds to go. If you've got money on your bench, just get them down to a 300K. If they're a red dot, even better. So you can loophole them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you've got any money left, because over the next four weeks, you're probably downgrading one of those and trying to upgrade else from that yep. thing. There my, we go. My, um, my philosophy at the moment is sideways one, downgrade one, upgrade one at the moment. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes I might even be better off not even actually making a trade. To be honest, like mm-hmm. taking one of the sideways. But this is my trade uh, plans for the weekend. I'm going Joanna Craig down to Ruby Tripodi. Um, just purely, she's 300k. That makes me 177k there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Mia Bush. Get out of my team after last weekend. You ruined me. Um, I'm going down to uh, Amelie Borg there as well, just because mm-hmm. I like the uh, like the look of her on the weekend. Watching mm-hmm. her live. And then I'm going, I guess, sideways, but um, Georgie Prispark is out of my side, mm-hmm. bringing in Ash Riddle just for a bit more consistency. And I just want to have the top five midfielders in the game in okay. my team. So You missed out on my ins. What are you on? Okay. Sorry. I only oh, gave sorry. you one in sorry. and you cut me off. Sorry. So you, you, said, you said Cambridge McCormick. So yeah, I, thought, I was starting at the bottom because she was the end. least relevant. Sorry, go on with the rest of them. Uh, then I'm going to bring in Izzy Pritchard, the dogs midfielder yep. in the middle. So uh, she's averaging, what, 88 in her last three. Yep. Um, they got the Crows this week, which is a good matchup um, for midfielders. Definitely. And uh, she's had a big CBA boost recently. So, a bit of a sidewaysy kind of one, but uh, hopefully she can make me a bit of money. And my kind of big move is I'm bringing in Nicola Barr into my forward line. So, she's averaging 89 in her last three, uh, tunned up last round. Her CBA numbers are up. Um and basically, my forward line is fucking elite compared to yours. I was looking at your team. So, I've got Hall, Roberts, Barr, Gardner, and Goldsworthy, who are all kind of, if not, you know, some of the best, close to the best. Well, sorry, you don't have Nina Morrison in your side? Don't need Nina Morrison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and don't need Bonnie Toogood, uh, yeah. basically, because I can't afford it. But anyway, I'm really happy with how that's looking. And then from now on in, I can just uh, work on getting that midfield up to, to scratch. So, I'm not playing people like Postle Sweet. 
Yeah, or but Stratton, it doesn't you know? matter because the people you bring in to score in the same of them anyway. No. Every second week. This is a genius move and this is going <laughs> to cement my spot. I don't mind there. Nicola Barr purely because I've got a game day squad and she's been definitely serviceable. She's been great. But she's just as likely to put up a 70 next week. And uh, true, but once again, I'm 90. backing in that GWS kind of run. So, you know, I'm st- this is what I've said. I'm sticking right. to it. Um, you know, I'm still not sold on the on the scale. I mean, as much as it is my baby. It's actually your work. Yeah. I just have adopted it and embraced it. It's more that like, is every time something looks like it is a shoe-in, it just doesn't happen. Like, that's the thing. Like, you give all the numbers from the last three weeks and, mm. like, this is what's happened the last three weeks. As soon as you go to trust it, it seems to go the other to way. To be honest, there's just so much volatility. It's just nice to be able to blame something, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. Because it's just, I think we're just playing in a competition where there's not enough data, there's not enough rounds in a season to mm-hmm. actually get a good scope of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, all that sort of stuff. And, and like, one, teams have changed a lot recently too, yeah. like, you know, with the startups and, and yeah, all, that. all that sort of um, stuff. So, it's a bit tricky, but anyway, we're- It's been fun. We're weathering the storm. Oh, I've definitely had fun. I've fallen in love with the competition. Like, yeah. just, And then just going to games and mm. it's kind of like a carnival atmosphere. It's like mm. not as- like, you know, you go to Adelaide over, you're stuck and you mm. sit in your seat, you're glued to every second of the game, all that sort mm. of stuff. And not saying that I'm not paying attention to the game, but it's just like, you can have a chat with a mate and have mm-hmm. a beer and they go, oh, that was pretty good. And then kind of go back to it and stuff like that. And I would, yeah. I'd love to them see if they can open up some kind of draft or keeper league thing next year because like, yeah, I cool. think like- um, I don't know if there'd be much interest, but- No, but like, I reckon <laughs> like for the people who have really paid attention this year, like, you know, as we've seen, we're watching a few trends with some of the younger kids and stuff like that come through. Yeah. Like, I reckon it'd be cool to kind of back any judgment on a few, you know- um, girls who haven't you know quite got to the the level that fingers, we're talking about on this podcast fingers crossed i reckon it might be a few years away yeah considering i couldn't even feel like, like a normal classic league this it's year. gonna build but anyway yeah definitely definitely once you've stuck once you get into it and realize it's actually very fun i've things. really enjoyed this and i've really enjoyed yeah. game day squad from that point of view learning about the the different players 100 uh, percent. anyway we've got uh, four rounds to go um and we'll keep learning as it goes because that's mm-hmm. what this is it's a learning curve correct all right i think that'll do us this week we'll talk to you soon see, see ya see you next week